You are listening to the All Marveled Podcast. This podcast is for Marvel, sci-fi, and fantasy fans who want a Christian take on current pop culture, movies, books, and music. I'm your host, author Darlene Bojek, joined by my daughters, Selen and Ella. And in this episode, you're going to hear our review of the music video Happiness with lyrics by Shaggy, Mad Mad World. Okay, we have just finished uh, reviewing that music video. Just watched it again. And Selen, why don't you tell us a summary of what the video is for those people who haven't seen it yet? Well, basically, um, the video is about this rat who <laughs> lives in a big city, right? And um, all these rats are in pursuit of happiness, which um, is advertised everywhere on like billboards and everything in the video. And this uh, this rat is um, it's showing like a short short story of basically him just. Uh, trying to um, find, like, he's discontent with his life and he's just trying to find, you know, that one happiness that will, you know, really fulfill what he is seeking. So it's just following him uh, through a series of, you know, him pursuing happiness. Okay, so what kinds of things does he do? Ella, do you remember? So in the beginning, um, it starts off with... I think a Black Friday sale. Yeah. Uh, so after you see all the these billboards and things that are advertising um, these different products that all claim to lead to happiness, there's this Black Friday sale where people are pushing and shoving each other and um, the rats are biting each other's limbs off and it's just a big mess. And then you see the rats leaving the stores and they have big smiles on their faces. They have a big pile of stuff and um, they look really happy until they see this next advertisement and they drop everything they have and then they go pursue that. And then, um, so it goes from product to product as the rats are in search of happiness and everything they're doing is for material things that they quickly uh, get bored of, and then they move on from that. Let's see. The first is a Black Friday sale, which is things, and then he... Um, gets a new car. Gets a new car, and then what happens car. with the car? He gets stuck in traffic, and uh, his tires are stolen. He gets a ticket, and his car is vandalized, and it shows a scene of him just sitting in his car while it's raining, and he looks <laughs> very sad, and then... Um, he sees a different billboard on the side pointing to a, another product that was labeled as happiness. So he turned to that instead. Yeah, it did have uh, elements of you know alcoholism and uh, drugs in it as well. So he dives into a bottle of happiness, which is pills. Yeah, he dives into a bottle of pills that's called happiness and it it moves on to a next clip showing him like you know on cloud nine <laughs> in the sky just you know it's bright and cheery everywhere and then reality suddenly like hits again and he's he falls back to the city and it's still bleak and dreary so the the very last uh scene of this spoiler alert is uh after he falls off of the the drugs he sees money he sees money and then he, the money is a piece of, is like a dollar bill that pulls him into mm -hmm. a building. And uh, one of the video versions doesn't have the actual last clip, but um, that he, the, the dollar bill brings him to a desk. And as soon as he sits at the desk, a mousetrap lands on him. Did you see the mousetrap version? Did you see it with the mousetrap yeah. or not? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the, with the, the mousetrap. Mm -hmm, the last scene the mousetrap hits down on him and he's stuck at a desk working for that money. Okay. So let's, um, let me read some of the quotes at the bottom of the music video, uh, before we talk about our thoughts here. Um, uh, somebody named Nas Nasar Gadada says, 
You are always seeking pleasure, avoiding pain, always after happiness and peace. Don't you see that it is your very search for happiness that makes you miserable? Okay. Uh, someone called Loke says, this is the meaning I took from this. This rat is one of many sad rats, discontent with life, rushing through it, placing their happiness on physical products. Even when they get these physical products, they aren't happy and fight among themselves. And because they place their happiness on material items, their happiness and emotions are fragile. So something as simple as someone vandalizing this rat's car is enough to wipe his happiness. And he goes in search of what, he, what can fix him and give him happiness back. He is marketed drugs and becomes happy, but then suffers the after effects. He's yet again back in his sorry life. It's not long until he gets the idea he needs money. He chases and chases until he finds himself caught in the mousetrap. There he will stay unhappy and working for the thing he thinks will make him happy. How ironic. Um, so what do you guys think about um, this music video? Well... I mean, it does show a lot about, like, what present-day society is like. I mean, you can see a lot of, like, discontent um, around, um, like, no one's really, I guess, everyone is always in pursuit of something that will make them happier, or they're always, like, and as soon, they have something, but then, they get discontent with it and then they want something else that will make them, you know, feel better or, um, and this can be done in like various ways as the video showed there's, you know, a lot of products that can make you seem happier, but then there's always something else that seems even better. So you want to pursue that as well. Um, and you know, the, I guess the discontent part is shown in, like, um, the the very end, you know, you're stuck in a mousetrap working from 9 to 5 every day. It, it, like, seems like it's, everything's just the same, I guess. And you just want, people just want something to, um, like, change, change their lives a bit, I guess. You can call it that way. Um so they're always in pursuit of things that will make them happier. <laughs> what do you think, Ella? Um, what, what I noticed the most is that um, it's not trying to offer any kind of solution. Like it's saying, like, these are the kinds of problems we have. Um, but also in that, I I can kind of see like a sort of solution in where I'm trying to articulate this, but everything that the rats are doing in this video is um, in pursuit of material things. And I think through that, it's showing that happiness doesn't come from things you can buy and um, things that like tangible things happiness comes from something else. And so even if it's not giving a solution to um, the problem, it's alluding to it in a mm -hmm. way. You know, what's interesting is that um, the movie itself is, uh, is a combination of an animation that was posted on YouTube by Steve Cutts. Steve Cutts does some really interesting kind of social commentary uh, animations and I'll link to that in the show notes so Steve Cutts has a video and then Shaggy has a video uh, has a music uh, that he wrote that's called Mad Mad World so this is a combination of both of those things uh, it's uh, Steve Cutts uploaded his without with different music I think it's a music from Pierre Gint Suites and, and so um, if I'm not mistaken and then Shaggy must have asked for permission to use it. So it's a combination of two different artists' view on the same thing. It's a mad world is the lyrics. It's a mad, mad world that you're living in. Uh, so the, the question is, okay, why 
why are people saying this? I mean, does it ring true that people are in pursuit of in pursuit of happiness? People are are rushing headlong like rats toward happiness. Is that what life is like that you see? Does it ring true? I mean, in a lot of ways, it does. Like, there is a lot of mm -hmm. truth in it. At least from what I'm seeing. Especially the Black Friday sales. <laughs> oh, yeah. We just went through that, um, didn't we? Ella, what do you think? Does this reflect, does this ring true? People are, are rushing toward that, toward happiness yeah. in life? Like, generally? Yeah, I think that even though people know that they're not going to get happiness from material things they still want to buy stuff just so they can you know have it and have that momentary happiness even though they know it's not going to last yeah the image i see that just that just really struck me interestingly was when he's in his car he's getting this like convertible he has this like fancy rich guy hat on and he's just smiling he's so happy the wind is blowing in his hair he found it and then it rains on his convertible so he he does have that momentary thrill mm -hmm. which is maybe what people are actually pursuing that feeling of momentary thrill but what they're really wanting is the the longer lasting happiness. Okay, I'm going to read a couple more quotes from our uh, from the the comments at the on the YouTube. Uh, Abby says, "Feels to me like the real issue is with the system rather than the product of its avaricious teaching. All the rats run, but who made it a race? That's a good question. How is it possible that we all watch this? We all agree." We all shake our heads, and yet we're all, we'll all get up tomorrow morning and do it all over again, says um, uh, somebody named Shot. Shot. So, so that is a, a good point. You know that this these people recognize that we are running, and there's this race. They call it the rat race. You know, and in this video we have rats, literally rats, racing or running and just running forward for something we have something in our hearts i think that that are longing to be filled um augustine said it was um a like a god-shaped hole and like a vacuum that is pulling in things from this world just sucking and sucking until it's filled but the the only thing that can fill it uh, is uh is god um God, we know that God is the only thing that can fill that. I, I'm also thinking about, um, about the Marvel movie, um, uh, the Infinity Stones. Somebody is grabbing at the Infinity Stones. Who is it that's collecting those Infinity Stones? And how, how is that related to this, um, this film? Do you want to answer it first, though? Yeah, sure. So in the Marvel movies, uh, everyone is searching for the Infinity Stones and they kind of each have their own purpose for wanting an Infinity Stone. But the the one that wants them all together is Thanos, who has this big plan. And in order to uh, be able to accomplish his goal, he needs all the stones. And so he uh, goes around finding these other Infinity Stones and in the end, he does achieve his goal, but, you know, it's reversed later on down the road. <laughs> so, you know, his happiness, it's kind of interesting because his happiness does come from a place of, um, his pursuit of happiness comes from a place of pain where his planet is destroyed through overpopulation and he wants to prevent that and so he wants to prevent that for earth and the next um you know um galaxy or whatever it was and uh he 
in order to prevent the pain of all these other people, he wants to get rid of half the population. And he thinks that's what's going to bring happiness. And it doesn't. It actually brings a lot of pain and suffering to the other half that remains. And so there's that weird balance of pain and happiness, but the only one that's happy is Thanos, who knows the plan that he has. He just went off farming afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) All that just to be a farmer. (laughs) Which is interesting. Did you guys ever read the the story? um, Did you guys ever read the book Candide by Voltaire? You remember the guy goes on all these adventures. Ella, you might have read it in your homeschool. He goes on all these adventures, uh, this guy, and and he meets these people, and he's, he's in pursuit of the... Um, he, he believes that this is the most, um, that this is the best of all possible worlds. Uh, I think you read it when we, we were doing our homeschool on uh, explorers. And so he goes into, he goes all around the world on his adventures and all these terrible things happen to him. Like his, his beautiful, um, uh, the girl he's been um, pursuing, she gets, you know, all sorts of terrible things happen to her and she gets uglified by by torture, but she, everybody's like, but this is still the best of all possible worlds. Do you remember that? You remember reading that book? Yeah. yeah. Well, mm -hmm. he finds, um, he finds the, uh, I think at one point he finds the city of gold. That's got a perfect society, a perfect society. Everything's perfect. And for some reason, he goes out of it, and then he can never find it again. So it's kind of a similar... But Voltaire was making making the comment that, of course, all these terrible things happen, and this is not the best of all possible worlds. You've, um, things, terrible things happen here. He's making fun of that, that idea of this being... Uh, that this broken world is, could possibly be the best of all possible worlds. Mm-hmm. And um, so... So this is sort of like that. People are rushing, trying to trying to make something of of this world. Well, let's back up a second. Why would a Christian say that a world that has this rat race and a world that has horrible, terrible things happening? And this is going to be a big philosophical question, but I'm sure you're up to commenting on it. Why would we say that that this world is the best? that God could give us. Um, You got cut out a little bit, but was the question uh, why this world is the best? What was the question? A broken world like this, um, Voltaire's saying and in a sense the the artists who wrote that music video are saying what kind of what kind of a world is this what is this you know we want happiness and we never can get it Voltaire said a similar thing all those sorts of terrible things are going to happen to you in this world uh and he was making fun of people who stay optimistic and and who stay for example believing that this is God's best world for us or this world is the best of all possible worlds that God chose to, to give us. So what would you say to somebody who, who says this is not the best of all possible worlds? Um, well, the thing is, there's a lot of things in this world that can cause uh, people to be uh, negative toward, um, you know, people are shaped by their experiences and some people uh, do have an easier life than others. So it might be a little hard to, it's not like one answer um, can fix everyone's issues. I mean, (laughs) there is an answer that can Um, lead to happiness but what I'm saying is um, people are doing their own thing 
to achieve what they think will bring them happiness. And so when they're so focused on one thing, they don't see the bigger picture. They don't see what they actually need. And so since they're not finding a solution, they're only finding temporary um, temporary solutions. Then they're not, there's no resolution to their mm-hmm. issues. Is this the best that God could do, Selen? I mean, he put us in this world. And I mean, our, I guess, mission in this life, at least, I mean, for Christians, you know, is to tell people what true happiness really is. Um, and like, this world isn't obviously isn't perfect or whatever, but I mean that, how do I word this? That like, that's how I guess like it was intended to be, if I'm saying it right. Like, yeah. Yeah, when when the world was made, it was yeah. perfect. You know, God made the world, he saw it and he said, this is good. Mm-hmm. So. It was a perfect world. And then Adam and Eve brought sin into it. And because of that, um, it is now imperfect the way it is. (laughs) Okay, but, but, okay. God put a tree of the knowledge of good and evil into the Garden of Eden, Mm -hmm. right? So while it was perfect... It had yeah. that tree that would that would open the door to this broken world. Mm-hmm. So how can um, how can a world that started with the with a garden with a tree of the knowledge of good and evil how could that be the best? How can it not be the best? How can it be? How could it, how can that? be the best that God could do. Why would, why would, uh, I would imagine that, uh, I could imagine that a world where there was no tree of knowledge of good and evil might be possibly a better world than a world with a tree of the knowledge of good and evil, right? So ultimately the, the question of this broken world, this brokenness comes down to God purposefully putting a tree that was go- was a, in a sense a portal to this broken world where everybody's hunting for happiness, not finding it, getting um, sicknesses and and pandemics and things like that. Right. So he put that portal in a sense into the garden of uh, the the perfect world that he said this is good. He put that portal there. So why would we say this is God's best? Well, like Adam and Eve, they were happy in the Garden of Eden. They uh, were given a job. They were supposed to take care of the garden and the animals in it. And they were genuinely happy. And when Satan came along and was like, oh, if you eat this fruit, you're going to be like God, then they suddenly had this other desire that they hadn't considered before and they wanted to know what it was like to be like God, to know good and evil. And so from there, that dissatisfaction to, instead of doing what God wanted, they were wanting to know what God knew. And um, through that, they brought, you know, sin into the world, and um, we're we have that dissatisfaction still, where we're pursued, we're in pursuit of something, and we're trying to fill that void mm-hmm. with material things, but it's not the 
material things that we need. It's the thing that we lost, which was that connection yeah. with God that Adam and Eve had in the beginning. Well said. Good point. Good point. So then anything you'd like to add to that? Um, I'm, I mean, I definitely agree with what Ella said. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I mean, people are pursuing what they, what they view is happiness, but really the, the only happiness that they need, you know, is Christ, the Bible. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So then brings us back to that same, that same core question. Why would, um, or maybe that is the answer to the question. Um, why would God put the tree of the knowledge of good and evil in the garden of Eden? If, if this was the portal to a broken world. So your answer is ultimately people are to, to discover that they have this thing missing in their life, mm -hmm. right? This hole. So the brokenness of the world is meant to turn us from the material to the spiritual, perhaps the saying, maybe the thing I'm hunting is not going to be satisfied with, um, with the things that this world can provide. Uh, maybe I need to turn around and look at that portal. And I believe that God put the tree of the knowledge of good and evil into the garden of Eden because when we turn around and and look again at that doorway, we we see the tree, which is where Christ was hung. And we see knowledge of good and evil hanging there on the tree. We have a good man bearing the evil of the world, bearing the sins of the world. And if Adam and Eve had not gone through that portal, to, to sort of, so to speak, they wouldn't, we wouldn't have known the, the greatness of the love of God. So when we turn and look at the cross and when we, th then we, we find the pearl of great price that Christ talked about, that somebody sold everything to buy the treasure in the field that Jesus talked about where the man went and sold all mm -hmm. of his possessions to, to buy that treasure in the field. Um, what shall it profit a man if he should gain the whole world and lose his soul? On the other hand, it does profit a man to trade the world to, um, to mm -hmm. save his soul, right? So, uh, so you have, in a sense, the search for happiness is the search for God. Now, now God, uh, God is not promising happiness on this world he's promising mm -hmm. something else so what what is it that christians get is it is it happiness or is it something else what christians get is the assurance of salvation and the assurance that this world isn't all that there is and no matter what happens in this life there's another life where we will live is forever mm -hmm. and um, Christians are guaranteed salvation and life mm -hmm. with Christ and so no matter what happens in this life um, it doesn't change uh, our eternal life and so we don't have to uh, be in pursuit of this worldly happiness that is advertised to us because we know mm -hmm. there's something else, something greater in store for us in heaven. So uh, here's a quote from Aldous Huxley in Brave New World uh, that was also noted at the, the bottom uh, notes of the music video. The perfect dictatorship would be a dictatorship that would have the appearance of democracy, 
a prison without walls from which prisoners would not even dream of escaping, a system of slavery where, through consumption and entertainment, slaves would have the love of their bondage. So Janet adds to that saying, humans spend so much of their lives just waiting for things to be over. So Aldous Huxley talks about the slavery that, that would be a perfect dictatorship, the slavery to consumption and entertainment. Would you say that this world is in slavery? Ella. Yeah. I mean, the Bible says the whole world groans in eager expectation. And so like, we know everyone knows instinctually that there is something else, that there's something missing. Selen, what do you think is the connection between this quote from Aldous Huxley about dictatorship and what the Bible says about the dictatorship in this world? This quote reminds me of, um, I mean, Satan. <laughs> Um, like he is the dictatorship of this world. That reminds me of this verse, uh, Second Corinthians chapter four, verse four. In their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. You know, um, it's you know, like Satan. Satan is keeping people from you know seeing the one true thing that could make them, you know, truly happy or like keeps them from seeing, you know, all, all the things that Christ has to offer. Um, and so it really shows, you know, that Satan is, you know, the dictatorship of this world. Remember the white witch uh, held all of Narnia under her spell, right? It was always winter and never Christmas. Also, it's um, when you think about that and then you go to Matthew chapter four, where Satan tries to tempt Jesus, you can see the kinds of things he tempts Jesus with. And so like when um, Jesus had fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, then Satan tempts him with um, food and he tells him, like, you're the son of God, you can command these stones to become bread and uh, uh, every time Satan tries to tempt him with something Jesus answers with you know verses and things that bring the attention back to God and not on his own desires and Satan um, tempts him with the world and he says um, you know, uh, verse eight says the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, all these I will give to you if you will fall down and worship me. And so Satan is tempting Jesus, the son of God, the God who created everything in the world with the world. <laughs> He's tempting Jesus to take back that glory and the power that he deserves and satan is rebuked by jesus and jesus tells him to be gone and he says for it is written you shall worship the lord your god and only him and him only shall you serve and with that satan leaves him because he he satan understands that jesus isn't tempted by worldly things and by temporary happiness when he has his eyes on the eternal. Mm, that's a really good, a good point. It reminded me while you're reading it of uh, Adam and Eve are looking at the tree and they're like, Oh, okay. Because it was so easy for them to, to, believe and take from with Satan when Satan tempted them and like food I mean, they mm -hmm. had food everywhere they weren't even 
fasting, you know, they had food everywhere, but they wanted that one. Uh, and the lie didn't, they didn't know, um, they knew it was wrong because they already knew that that they weren't supposed to. Right. So they knew it was wrong, but, uh, the, and they knew they'd get a consequence, um, but it was still too alluring. And we have Christ who lives in a broken world, grew up in a broken world, was, was despised and rejected by his brothers, was treated as a, as a bastard by his uh, town of Nazareth. You know, he grew up a man of sorrows, familiar with suffering. He was fasting, hungry. So his temptation was much harder but but he had something that um, that was uh, that helped him, which is a knowledge of of God, a, a better understanding of God, perhaps than Adam and Eve had. Um, and even in spite of him being, in a sense, handicapped by being in a broken world, he had a knowledge of God which kept him strong, stronger than Adam. So. Mm -hmm. um, so when he was tempted, you were saying, you know, by bread, that would have made Jesus happy, right? The, the having all the authority back, that would have made him happy. Apparently Satan had the right, I guess you could say, to give it to him. But can you imagine what would have happened to the world if Jesus had given in to that temptation? <laughs> I also find it interesting how in... Uh, the Garden of Eden, Satan tempts Adam and Eve with something they don't have. You know, they don't have the knowledge of good and evil. But to Jesus, he tempts him with something he does have. You know, being God and man, Jesus did have the authority and the power to do everything that Satan was tempting him with. But he chose to obey the will of his father. Yeah, that's true. So we um, we have studied some some principles uh, of um, narcissistic hedonism, reductive naturalism, autonomous individualism, moral relativism. These are four ideas in the world that are in contrast, um, and they're they're the lies of this world. So the movie, the, the music video, Happiness, which of those do you think is the closest to, um, which of those do you think is closest to uh, the music video? Which of our principles? I feel like the closest principle that really describes what's going on in the music video is uh, narcissistic hedonism. Everything is about your personal pleasure. The goal of existence is the pursuit of pure pleasure and happiness. Um, I, I feel like, I mean, that definitely was shown in the video. Like everyone was, I mean, that rat was just going from, you know, material to material and that, was labeled as happiness, you know, he's trying to find something that can truly, you know, truly satisfy him or truly make him happy. Um, but um, it does also uh, tie in with, you know, this world as well. Um, everyone is doing right, what doing right, what they think is right in their own eyes. Um, and they're all just, um, you know, pursuing something that will make them happy. Um, yeah, everything is about a personal pleasure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so what is narcissistic hedonism? It's a lie that is in this world that people think is a true statement, right? That we are mm -hmm. here to become, to have pleasure, uh, for me. And, and that's a lie that stands in contrast to what God said. What is the, what is the purpose um, of man? Um, what is the purpose of man? Selen or Ella? Um, 
What's chief end? Man's chief, chief end, end is to man. glorify, glorify God, God and enjoy him forever. Enjoy him forever. <laughs> yeah. So we see that the, the catechism questions can help us remember that man's chief end is not to be happy. Jesus was a man of sorrows and familiar with suffering. And yet because he did life that way, and sometimes we have to do life that way, he actually was um, was able to open the door for us to be reconciled with God. And as we live, in a sense, we might live with like Job did with sorrow. Mm -hmm. um, there, there are many uh, times that the Christian life is not a happy life. You know, people I know have lost their children to sicknesses. Um, they've lost their spouses to, or, uh, you know, or their parts of their body to accidents. You know, Christians have to live in this broken world like Voltaire made fun of. But, but as we, as we think about Christ, we can say, well, God has a reason. God has a purpose for even the suffering that we go through. We can live in a way that that brings him joy brings god joy not necessarily happy he's not happy that we're that we're going through that but he has joy as he sees that we we have not given up our love for him and and we just like a a tree that is in a storm it shoots its roots deeper into the ground to stand strong against the storm you know every time the storm hits it the, the tree actually grows stronger because of the storm right and so mm -hmm. so the pursuit of happiness around us um versus the the pursuit of godliness or or honoring god with our lives um in the midst of the storm there's two different things going on like pilgrim uh, like in pilgrim's progress you have christian which part mm -hmm. is this in in pilgrim's progress Vanity Fair. Yeah, clearly Vanity Fair. Yeah. Tell us about Vanity Fair. Ella. Um, so Vanity Fair is this place where um, it basically it's advertising anything you'd ever want in this life. And um, it's very easy. Uh, what was it? Um, uh, something they said about Vanity Fair where it's very easy for pilgrims to lose their way in mm -hmm. Vanity Fair um, because they're just constantly bombarded with these things that they never knew they needed. And suddenly it becomes the most important thing. <laughs> and even if you try to stay on the uh, path, even then uh, pilgrims can be uh, imprisoned and killed for their faith because they're not conforming to what the uh, fair, what the society expects of them. Yeah. Any final comments? Yes. I was going to say this uh, short film reminds me of a movie and the first time I watched uh, this I didn't realize what it was, but this time, I more than halfway through I realized it reminds me of Enchanted. Um, it's a movie it, that starts off in this fairy tale land, this cartoon land, where um, everyone's happy. There's no real um, threat or pain or any kind of danger, and uh, our main character knows exactly what she wants. She has goals in her life. And then the day she's gonna marry the prince, the witch sends her to a land where there is no happy ending, which is New York City. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, our main character is uh, trying to find her way through New York City. And she has this, optimistic uh feeling and because she's never felt uh pain or danger um 
she gets taken advantage of, her crown is stolen, and people aren't as friendly as she expects them to be. And because she has these, what's it called, rose tinted glasses, <laughs> where she has this optimistic look towards life. And the people in New York don't have that. They are in their own pursuit of happiness, but there isn't any. And uh, so our main character falls in love with a man there. And she realizes that she doesn't really know what she wants anymore. And she gets angry because she can't have what she suddenly wants. And so there's these all there's all these new emotions that she's never felt before. And she has to deal with um, falling in love with a man that loves another woman. And then the witch comes to this um, real world and tempts her again with um, the witch says, you know, if you eat this apple, you'll think this is all a dream. You'll wake up and this will never have happened. And so... Um, you know, she takes the apple, she falls asleep, and then there's a happy ending in the end. But um, I heard there's going to be a second movie oh, where, right. you know, even though she uh, fell in love with this man, there's a happy ending for them. She realizes that life isn't happy. You know, she remains in the human world, but... And, you know, she goes through a divorce. She realizes it's not as um, like there is no real solution to what she wants. There's no happy ending, basically. <laughs> so that's what this uh, short story reminded me of. Yeah, that's a very good, good um, analogy. That's a really good one. Uh, parting words, Selen? Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> I mean, don't. <laughs> well, you, here you are, you're studying, um, you're studying, uh, dentistry in Cyprus. You're, you're working mm -hmm. hard. You're kind of like that rat running, you know, trying to succeed. At his and desk in, job. <laughs> it's a desk job, right? You're you're working hard, you and Ella, dentistry in Cyprus. But Selen, you have you have to succeed there, right? I mean you, you that's part of mm -hmm. your job right now. You have to be successful. So mm -hmm. how do you um how do you find a balance between the race for for good grades and the the real pursuit of of true things i mean um if if i understood correctly i mean while i am um you know studying hard and um you know doing my best in school um doing everything with uh fullness of my heart <laughs> um i know that um like some other people don't know is i mean this world isn't all there is to life um like i know that um like christ is um like he's in control of everything basically and i know that there are greater things for me um so <laughs> um like while while I am doing all of this work and everything um what are you living for? Are you living to finish the race or are you living for something else? No, I uh living to living for Christ, you know. <laughs> Which is something that I mean, the other people don't do. So, I mean, for them, it would seem, for them, the world would seem like everything is, everything is, um, 
like their I guess purpose in life is to find something to um to give them eternal happiness I guess or happiness for their life in that moment but um but I mean for me um I'm living for Christ and I know that he has uh good things in in store for me so yeah that's I think that's the the best way to conclude this is to to remember that we live for God's glory and and the the crown mm-hmm. that we're racing for is a crown of living for Christ like you said that's a really mm-hmm. good uh, way of explaining it so um let's uh let's pray uh heavenly father we ask you to um uh to help each of us um everyone listening to live for God's glory in the midst of this um, rat race around us, that we would remember to stay true to the path as we walk through Vanity Fair, that we won't be pulled off the path to pursue the things of this world. But as we walk through Vanity Fair or run, um, run the, um, the race that we've got to run to be successful in the things that you've put before us, that we would dedicate those to you for your glory and that you promise that... Um, that our plans will succeed if we uh, commit the things to you. And we thank you for this video that it reminds us that we are not in that race. We are in this world, but not of this world. Um, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you for listening to They All Marveled podcast. Uh, you can find show notes for this episode, including everything links to everything we talked about the the video links and uh, quotes and things uh, at christianuniverse.org looking forward to seeing you guys next time bye bye